0: Hey, you're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, episode 71. I'm your host, Owen, and joining me today are your co hosts. I'm Zach Grosser.
1: And Frederica Motti.
0: And my last name is Williams. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to look at Tech Under that? the Hood. Yeah, we just changed our mind uh, today, but yeah. I forgot that I have a last name. Um, but. We, we realized, I think this morning, because of Zach, that uh, everybody else says their names properly.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
2: every episode I just go, Zach! And yeah. it's like, it's what that am one I Zach. doing? Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of, like,
0: the only reason that I know who Roman Mars is is because of his full name.
1: Yeah. He has great
2: name, though. Yeah, it is a really yeah. memorable name.
0: So how are you both What's been happening? I mean, it's summer and it's not hot yet. We're recording this in the morning because otherwise we'll melt in this tiny room.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's climate change like season. Yeah. the whole world is hitting like global heat records. Yeah,
1: it's insane. It has been hot like every day.
2: Yeah, and this is like
0: the only reason we remark on this for those listening is it's usually not hot every day here in the summer. Like... No,
1: it usually rains a lot, and if it's yeah, hot summer. for two days, it will mean that it will thunderstorm. And we
2: haven't even had that. No. And I had to the talk whole about reason the reason I moved but here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> for thunderstorms? Yeah. Because yeah. when I grew up in upstate New York, there's thunderstorms, beautiful, wonderful summer thunderstorms. And in the Bay Area, it rains for like a week yeah. in January, and that's it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. People don't even need weather apps out there. Like, it's absurd. I mean, that's what we have right now, right? Like, you can look at the weather app, and it's just sun. Yeah. And that's what it's like it's ten in San day forecast. Francisco. Yeah. It's great. No,
2: I mean, not really. In San Francisco, you need Mr. Chili, which is an app that shows you the microclimate. Weather. Oh. so there's like microclimates all over San Francisco where mm-hmm. the temperature is different depending on what neighborhood you're in because oh. yeah. like some neighborhoods get more fog so like they're just like it's a some different district. Yeah. I've, I've <laughs>
1: heard a lot of people talk about wearing a lot of cardigans or at least yes. always having
2: one <laughs> outdoor clothes <laughs> so hoodies is the purpose San weather. Francisco unfortunately oh
1: yeah of course pat, pat, Patagonia pat, pat, Patagucci
2: <laughs> oh god somebody
0: said that to me when I was there I showed up to a thing I was wearing a Patagonia thing and they're like oh you've got your Patagucci I was and like then, excuse me me? you turn no. around and left i hope yeah,
2: well, no <laughs> oh in every episode you bring up a word that i have to edit out pataguchi <laughs> that's awful no leave, it, going, in leave this... it in there leave it in there i've got it but it's pataguchi no gonna one can pick on this up I,
0: I hang out on urban dictionary every week try to find a word i could just bring up
1: no. <laughs> so next to Padagucci on the list we have uh, bujo
0: oh no bujo. i'm so i still actually subscribe to a subreddit about bullet journaling called bujo and hey, it ruins me
1: but small update actually i started my bullet journal on yes. this podcast and i still do it every day really? and i love it so much oh that's amazing
0: this is like validation it. this should be a quote on our website you know when you're a startup <laughs> and you're like hey i love this podcast because it may-, and your host <laughs> 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 oh yeah you really like stuck with it
1: yeah i huh. hate the fact that it's called journal because yeah. every time i explain it to someone everyone's like are you like this is like a daily diary are you
0: like writing
1: things down about me or your emotions what is this yeah yeah um um, yeah but um no it works really well
0: i really like mine too on the days i don't use it because it's very easy to not do it by accident
1: oh no some days i'm like today i'm gonna do whatever i want and then at the end of the day i'm like
0: I achieve nothing. I feel shit. <laughs> it's me every time. Or I'll be like, I cannot be bothered writing all my tasks down. I know them all. And then I get to the end of the day and there's two things I completely forgot.
1: Yeah,
2: exactly. So, oh, we're going to rehash the productivity episode just by me bringing this up. But yeah. I, I have this struggle between my bullet journal and Notion. Cause oh, yeah, like, me too. I feel like if I want to go all in on Notion, it like takes too much of what I use my bullet journal for. Yep. And so, like, I struggle because I love my bu- bu- bullet journal mm. as well as Notion. So, it's like, yeah. Uh, what do I, I use?
0: My small Notion tip uh, is I... Small. 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 Okay. <laughs> Just put that at the end Sorry. of the... Put, like, the three smalls at the end <laughs> of the podcast. No, so um, my, my tiny Notion tip is to not overlap the use cases too much. So, what I do is I try not to have Kanban stuff for example, in Notion, because otherwise I'm tempted to put my tasks in there and in the journal, and it just, like, one of them doesn't get updated usually each day. (laughs) Um, And I just use it for bigger units of work, like uh, interacting with clients or, like, sharing a longer document or whatever I'm doing. I still use it all the time. I'm hoping my... I wrote, like, 5,000 words about Notion, for Notion, actually, and I'm hoping it goes out this week. Oh, wonderful.
2: Yeah, it's, like, my tutorial for how to use notion if it goes out we'll put it in the show notes yeah
0: cool i'm waiting for them They've, they're they're very uh i would say they're one of my favorite clients because they actually give a shit about how the article is laid out and so they're like making really beautiful like, oh that's great it's really really cool they were like your screenshots aren't good enough i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> i am sorry <laughs> i love it but they're great anyway so uh we've got a few things on our list this week yep uh what do you want to talk about first
1: <clears throat> fam i i I started playing Fortnite. Oh my
0: god! And <laughs> what do you think? Um, How much have you played?
1: Um, I think I played like two nights, and then every night I played like five rounds or something. You should,
0: you should join our squad.
1: Yeah, I know, I, but I'm, I feel very insecure. Still. No,
0: that's. Oh, okay. So this is the beauty of Fortnite. Um, and, and I suspect you have the exact same problem I have. When I started, that I actually played a year ago and then didn't play. Oh, for really? a, a solid eight months. Uh, Cause I hated it. I really hated this game. Uh, I don't hate
1: I, it. It's just there is a learning curve.
0: That That is why I didn't like it. Yeah. And the game doesn't have any affordances for it. Like, you just die, and you yeah. don't understand why this guy could build something.
1: Hey, but it, <laughs> it really helps that if you die, you'll uh, be able to spectate another yeah. player. Because I've learned so much by doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's boring, and I don't like to do it for the whole thing. But it's interesting to see what happens.
0: Yeah, big time.
1: And... um. Yeah,
0: that so. teaches you a lot. The big thing I, and this is great because this is actually our first topic on the list. So I liked the segue. It was the smoothest. However, uh, the, the it's thing. It's not
1: smooth anymore if you bring well, it no, up. I love early. it. I, I want
0: to make you aware of it uh, painfully, slowly. Remember that pivot? No, I'm kidding. Okay. So <laughs> the, problem, the problem I had was that learning curve is really steep and it's quite frustrating because it feels like there is always something else to learn. And Fortnite, this is the weird thing about Fortnite is it doesn't even have a tutorial. It's no. unfinished, actually. The whole game, it says on the menu, it's like, early access, it's not finished. It's making a billion dollars. It's like... Um, yeah, because they
1: released, like, their, their numbers re- yeah, recently, right? Yeah, 362
0: million in May.
1: Can you repeat a number? Because it yeah. doesn't even make sense in my head.
0: 362 million dollars in the month of May is what Fortnite made uh, for a free game.
1: Wow.
2: Is that comparable? It's a billion dollar game. To, like... What is that comparable to? It's the, like, well, does Apple make
0: that much money a month? It's the number one um, revenue from a free game in the world by two factor. So, like, the next one down is what's that horrible one I always see on the Candy? store? Um, no, that's the old one. No, the one with clash, the, of clams. clash of Clans. Clash. Oh. That's number two. And people it's actually hard. play that. What's well, the number one by revenue on the App Store? Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. I and, always
1: see like ads, banner ads.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, but mm-hmm. I think people are really susceptible to it. Yeah, a, yeah, it just gets you hooked um into it but the reason that Fortnite is interesting is because it's not finished and that they're very public about that however the game changes all the time and the rules change all the time and like you can be as good as you want but the game is going to change at the end of the season in nine days and then like everybody has to relearn so the playing field like Mm. gets relevelled how long are the seasons three a quarter it's a quarter
1: wow um okay so you don't you never get the thing that people get with call of duty where this person has been playing it for a million years so he knows every fucking they know the snipers and like that
0: stuff no so like uh and this is the reason i wanted to bring this thing up in the first place is over the weekend (laughs) i'm really embarrassed about this but i'm going to share a story uh on friday night last week everybody noticed that in the game if you were playing there's all these tvs strewn around like in houses and stuff and the tvs had turned on and they were showing a countdown timer and everyone was like, what is this? Like, what is happening? And that Fortnite announced nothing. And then everyone realized it was counting down to the same time, no matter where you were. And then everyone realized that um, stuff on the map was starting to change, reacting to the clock getting lower. Um, and so everybody figured what? out what time that was. And that was 7 p.m. Uh, Dutch time, which was 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, yeah, it's
1: the same time nuts. as an apple event
0: <laughs> yeah it's like this yeah yeah it's like a classic and what it was was so Fortnite only announced it a few hours beforehand in the end um and it's a it was a global event in which the game would start changing for next season and so like if you got on at the exact same moment when those tvs counted down something would happen and so over that week like the three days leading up to it i think the countdown time was three days 72 hours and they like stuff was gradually happening to like clue you into what might happen and what actually so spoiler alert like if you weren't there it was wild so everybody got on at the exact same time like i think i saw something about uh, 122 concurrent users at 8 pm uh dutch time 122 million people connected at the same moment right which is crazy no game developer ever wants that and fortnite was like (laughs) come at us wow um and that says a lot about how serious they are about this and if you were in the game at that moment this like rocket that's on the map that everybody thought was just like part of the map launched out of the like silo it was sitting in hit uh went into space fell down with like a target and then um like failed to do something and so it hit the sky and the sky exploded now there's a crack in the sky and like if you log on after this now like the crack is growing uh, and there's 13 days left and the crackers started like consuming parts of the map and this is all like it sounds banal uh, to hear but what's crazy is um, How they're advancing the narrative while you play and so if you come on at the next event Which will be when that switches over when the next update comes out Last time what happened was a meteor shower happened when the map map was switching and the, uh, that's why there's craters and like it's crazy they're changing the world around the game And giving people a reason to go in there and hang out and see stuff. There's all these YouTube videos. I was... So, this is the embarrassing part of the story. I was in the park uh, having a barbecue at this moment. And I was kind of sad because I wanted to watch that thing. So, I took my Switch to the park and just put it on a hotspot with my other friend who has a Switch. And um, we both logged in just to see it. Like, we didn't play. But the funny thing is you had to stay alive. So, like... We we like tried to get a view uh, just in time for it, and then got killed. So we had to quickly get back into the server, like before, because <laughs> you will miss out if you're dead, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And <laughs> it's just crazy. And there's all these videos well, you on can YouTube as, of this.
1: Spectators still see it, right?
0: Yeah, but you were like, it's it's something you wanted to experience with control, right? Like this was a crazy thing because you could go anywhere on the map. There's all these videos of people standing like on top of the rocket or like trying to get on it or like all the stuff or like other people griefing them by like chasing them and killing them while they're trying to watch. It's like hilarious that nobody did this before, right? Like they're giving people a reason to come back basically. Um, and it's just fascinating because it's taking the world by storm. I, I like, I hear stories of kids in schools playing it on iPhone. Um, a friend of mine is a teacher and she says, it's really frustrating at the moment because the kids are sneaking their iPhone into class and playing it under the desk uh, where they would have been texting people before. And like all of them are doing this. Whoa! Because it's free. You just download it. It works on any phone. Um, and if you have a console at home, it doesn't matter. You can still play with your friends, even from your iPhone. <laughs> like that is nuts. It's just it's just like this weird phenomenon, right? Like I walk around Amsterdam and I see inside people's window them playing it. Like that's I've never seen that before. Really. That's, well,
2: just yeah. just a comment. That's not creepy. People no leave their windows. Open. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sounded really creepy.
1: No, but, like, we have seen this before. Yeah. With po- the Pokemon thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Pokemon Go was the last time. But this is even bigger, I would say. Yeah. Pokemon... The, the only th-
1: thing is that the Pokemon Go thing was way more visible because people yeah. were, like, living the hype. Which I really love because it really reminded me of when I was a kid and was, yeah. like, trading cards Yeah, with mm. Pokemon cards. I mean, it felt the same way. It was, like, yeah, such Ooh. a...
2: Yeah, I think there's, like, a, a longer history of Pokemon existing. Yeah. So, like, Pokemon <laughs> Go, like, I already understood what people were talking about when they said Pokemon Go. I was like, oh, it's a new Pokemon game. I didn't, like, need to know what Pokemon Go yeah. even was to understand why there was hype I around it. I was
1: so hooked on this shit. Oh, so were you? Insane.
2: Yeah. Okay, so now you're on Fortnite. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Mm, um. thing is, I, I'm i really bad at shooters. <laughs>
0: Bridge, same. <laughs> so so I, I
1: always feel a bit uh, weird playing those games. It really reminds me of the Sims in a strange way. Oh, really? Like the aesthetic.
0: It makes me think of the Sims for an aesthetic, Sim City for the building and stuff, and Minecraft. Yeah. And then like call of duty for the shooting stuff exactly but fun as well like a lot of the guns are just stupid yeah like they're designed to be stupid fun
1: yeah and it's not th- l- that serious or bloody or whatever there's so, no which is really no like graphic violence if you if you punch like an object it will wobble like it's a <laughs> like yeah. it's a pudding or i something. like
0: the art style actually because of that like I, I always hated shooters that were super gruesome or something yeah um okay so
1: so i like it but i'm not yet there enough i feel i'll tell you what
0: hooked me enjoy it so i went eight months ago i played it didn't really get it just kind of got some of the stuff then i played with two people i knew online 100 percent got
2: it
1: but is what i don't like about it is the part where people have to talk to each other
0: yeah
2: so uh, there's
1: always so much abuse in there and especially yeah. as a woman i don't
0: yeah so i have it disabled i don't talk to people in the game um so the people i play with uh like our friend mac and like uh our friend Juan. Uh, we uh play online with switch actually as well only recently they could play because it was just released for that thing. We all call each other either in telegram or on discord outside of the game. Oh um and so like last night i was playing with mac at like 11 p.m i just called him on telegram like it's quite funny because we'll just do it so that we can coordinate more than anything yeah and i like that aspect of it is like i actually generally don't play on my own now i'll only play if other people are online yeah and you learn from each other so i got super hooked by people i knew playing with me and teaching me stuff like for example one tip i learned recently is you can mine trees in the game, so you—the whole premise is you land and you don't have anything except a pickaxe, and you have to like find weapons and like mine stuff so you can build. And so like we'd smash down a tree, uh, and then it pop, it goes like boom, when you get rid of it, that's like a no-no. You should only smash it until there's like fifty, like fifty health left on it, because then it doesn't pop, which is uh, like for me now. If I see a tree pop, I go over there
2: and kill that person, right? Oh, because you know they only have a pickaxe.
0: Yeah. Oh, or, gotcha. or that they're new and they don't know that, like, popping a tree means that I can see where they are, for example. And the, you learn all of these, like, weird things from playing with other people. And I think that's a big part of the game is, yeah. like, I think a lot of the game is people playing with other people now.
1: Yeah. But I free. like that you're calling on a separate thing because yeah. I think games that allow, uh. uh, like, talking to each other, it's basically an open runway for abuse.
0: Well, yeah, and in Europe, it's even weirder, I will say, because I used to play games from New Zealand all the time, and I my experience was, like, Asia-Pacific servers, which was, like, English all the time. And in Europe, nobody's speaking English in these games. I just get, like, French 12-year-olds yelling or German 12-year-olds who don't understand that their microphone is on, and, like, we can't even interact, and so there's that as well uh, at play. I just don't like the stranger element, because, like, even, I imagine, like, as a woman online, that would be crazy, but even, like... For everybody else, it's the same. Like, if they hate your playstyle, they'll be like, oh, you suck, like, blah, blah, blah. It's like,
1: yeah, it's I really, know I suck.
0: I'm just playing for fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's really abusive people, and I, I don't like...
0: But uh, Fortnite is really proactive about killing those players. Okay. Like, you can report any account, and they take action within a day, hmm. which is really interesting for a game. Call of Duty never cared about that stuff. I
1: just don't really like the idea of having this open channel yeah. where anything can be said, randomly even though if they're gonna be punished for yeah. it i don't I, it's well, not our role <laughs>
0: that's what discord is great for we now have a fort, Fortnite room maybe i'll make a voice thing that people can come and hang out in but i uh i really i really like the more the team element of this and i like that the biggest thing is like if i would be on xbox and we wanted to play together we could still do it and i think that's why it's so
1: except for when you're um
0: yeah playstation, PlayStation 4. it's miserable my friend Yella has a playstation 4 and a switch he signed into his playstation account once on Fortnite, now you can't play so if you are connecting sony to it once you can never play with non-sony people again it's terrible and it's sony's fault for this just to be clear yeah i Um, don't know it's stupid but it's just an amazing phenomenon i think like this this company already made a billion dollars from this game that they uh did they didn't expect this at all it was mostly an experiment the concept was technically stolen uh from another game called PUBG, but we can get into that another time (laughs) Anyway, it's just fascinating to see it, like, kind of overflow into the real world. I love those things that happen like this where you're like, I like this Fortnite thing. And then you see people playing it on a train (laughs) and you're like, what? What?
2: Crazy. Well, let's talk about another form of online abuse. <laughs>
0: Great. Twitter.com. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. That was uh, last week.
2: So Gmail had uh, a little oh. issue, <laughs> similar to Facebook's issue, where um, uh, their third-party developers that built on uh, Gmail's platform uh, were able to access emails. Wow. Well, All your emails. Well.
0: Okay, I'm going to give a 10-second take, and then I'll shut up. No, nope, that's all but, I had. Okay, so they were able to access emails because that's what they were supposed to be doing. However, what actually was the problem is people don't understand what they're giving away when you log into an email app. So, like, this was the actual issue, I think. Because that's the problem with email, right? Well, it's this bizarre...
2: Uh... <sighs> It should
1: never be able to work like that.
2: There's a computer engineer sitting at a desk who thinks, yeah, of course people understand that when they give access to their email, that gives access to their Mm -hmm. email. But, like, it's such a privileged position of these, like, engineers in Silicon Valley who think that everybody gets it. Yeah. The average person is like, no, I want to play Farmville. Of course give access to my Facebook account. And so that's, there's this huge disconnect still with, like, Silicon Valley of, like, not understanding that people people don't see the world the same way that you do and yeah
1: and it's also at least here in europe there is this rule where it's uh, you're breaking the law if you're opening someone else's physical mail Mm. so if i were to open one of your Mm -hmm. pretty mail stack E-mails, there is actually emails. physical
0: mail stack behind Frederica. I would be breaking purposes. the law
1: and you could go to the police and yeah. say that I break the law. So why is that a thing for fucking paper and yeah. not for the internet?
0: Well, I mean, we could say, why do we still have fax machines? But that's really interesting because you're right. I think like people don't understand APIs basically. Like,
1: But why would they? Because if you're if you're thinking from this perspective, like it's yeah. illegal to read my mail...
0: But uh, we we should zoom out. Seen. We should zoom out for a second here with the actual issue. So like, if we if we look at the actual problem that happened this week, is it came out from the Wall Street Journal that people using third party mail apps are giving away a lot more than they think. So like, there's this one for Mac called Spark Mail. Yeah. And there's another one called Edison. This is, Edison was the one caught up in the actual drama. There's a couple other ones. There's one called. Um, cloud something uh, I, there's a, there's all these third party mail apps especially on Mac there's a shitload hey, and is this all the like,
1: episode where I I get yeah, logged yeah, for yeah, using yeah. the standard app
0: <laughs> the standard mail app you're doing it right so like this is the thing i think um i have had a problem with these mail apps for a long time personally because so i use gmail.com right like i'm like the pure like and everybody's like why don't you use like this mail app and i keep exp- i've explained for years that how is it that Spark can offer me in the mail app for $2? How does this business exist? Right? And as soon as you start asking that question, I think you get your answer basically, right? Like it's the same with Edison. So Edison was a mail app. And then the Wall Street Journal like came out and said, oh, uh, something about uh, employees could access it. And like they were selling the emails for stuff and whatever. Yeah, no shit. They didn't have a business model. And it's so funny because it's like a mail- they disguise... The mail app is the product, but it's not actually. They have a whole other business behind the scenes, and like
2: yeah, selling your data to Facebook. Yeah, and like, same with Unroll Me.
0: <laughs> it was the same thing. Yeah. actually. Unroll Me was like, oh, you can unsubscribe from emails. Lol. Also, we're selling them all. <laughs> like,
2: oh, that burns because that was it was a great service. Uh, I, but, but
0: it didn't really unsubscribe you, though. No, it just rolled them into one. That was the, it. Just
2: showed you the things you were subscribed to. Yeah. Yeah. Which was helpful if you're like, oh, I haven't had Goala since they got bought by Facebook. I should I should make sure that I change that password or yeah. get rid of that email address. But
0: but this is the fundamental problem is like every time you do this like identity login into anything, they get a lot of stuff from you. And like I think people at this point in the technology's like maturity cycle almost need to start considering like I, every time I get one of those like pop ups, it's like log in with your Google account. I'm like okay, but what's your business model? I always think, like, before that, if I'm going to log into GitHub Ooh, that's with interesting. my Google account, I'm like, okay, but what, what reason for the Google account is there?
2: Oh, so I always see logging with Google as, like, more secure. Okay, because so then the, I, I don't have, like, another login so and password yes, somewhere. Yes-ish. Unless but, your
0: Google account got compromised. Ugh. So I will <laughs> say I want to clarify one thing. Login with Google is a different thing from logging with Gmail. That's a, we're oh. talking about Gmail sync because oh, okay, you gotcha. know when you like log in it was the same on facebook it would say like access your wall whatever yeah. it would say like access to your Can full post, email cannot, inbox yeah um and google's actually in their defense locked this down quite a lot recently uh, it's a lot harder to get that sync api where it used to be really uh easy but i think like even in the most innocuous place like you're doing your mail and you're like using this very nice desktop email app Except it's stealing everything while you're using this night. and like I think we're at the point where tech people, first of all, should just say it up front. Like uh, maybe people are okay with it, but just be fucking honest. Like, yeah. Uh, but also, people have to understand. Like,
1: em- but people don't know what they're okaying.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, this is they they need to. This needs to be a regulated thing. Like, it should present. Yeah.
1: And and the, the Farmville example is very oh, real. Yeah. And the thing is. Maybe you have this friend who knows everything about computers, you yeah. always think. And he also plays Farmville, so you can it do it too. It must be fun. It must be fun, but it must also be secure because yeah. they are always the yeah. person who, like, cleans up your computer or whatever.
0: <laughs> you are 12 viruses. I Nemar- think- yeah. yeah.
1: Wow, I switched to Dutch right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. No <laughs> more.
0: I love it. No, I agree there. I- uh, that's
2: the thing. There's there's this other side to, like, email security I was just thinking about the other day because I work with an immigration lawyer. Yeah. And I was like, I send him literally all of my legal documents. Yeah. I I know that, like, I'm using email that I have two-factor turned on with, but, like, he's receiving that email and I have no idea what kind of client he's using.
0: That's the thing is you can be embroiled in a scandal uh, that somebody else... Yeah. Uh, picture I, uh, has picture a problem with.
2: Please no one hack my lawyer. Well, yeah. I actually am excited about... <laughs> what is about... his full name and <laughs> address? Yeah. yeah we've... Um, but that's actually
0: why I'm excited about Gmail launched that new encryption uh, feature that destroys the email at the other end. Cool. Uh, after a certain amount of time.
2: Does it work only with Gmail to Gmail or... Yes, but it will warn yeah. you to
0: force you send it. Oh. So that's really cool. So you can say like this should destroy itself in a month.
1: Only oh, thing is... Uh, when features are only, say, Gmail to Gmail, you yeah. usually forget that they exist. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, no, that's the that's the hard and thing. I have is... no
1: way of knowing what someone else is doing with their life, so...
0: Yeah, I, I think, like, email needs fundamental improvements, and I like yeah. that Google is trying with this stuff. Like, it's on Apple for not adopting that, actually, And then
2: Do you remember when they put the pay button in Gmail? Yeah. yeah. You could send money to somebody else that had a Gmail account? Yeah. I
0: don't think we had it here. Yeah, we <laughs> never got it here,
2: but I remember wanting it. It um, never really caught on.
0: But here's the thing, like...
1: You can send a pay link now yeah from ing
0: <laughs> hi would you like to pay me question mark question mark Question mark. hereby yeah it's a, my favorite preloaded text i hate those apps that do that like have preloaded text because if you're using the link for yourself you have to like delete it all before you can get it twitter does it too it's like yeah. check out this tweet by yeah. zach
2: oh yeah like sent via google news yeah
0: oh yeah <laughs> Sent via at google news <laughs> but uh, look here's the thing that maybe this should all come down to is like nobody actually understands what OAuth well, does like fundamentally yeah. nobody understands identity nobody understands the risks of like silo uh, if if my email i'm like i treat email like a fucking gold mine if somebody would hack that they could get everything
2: yeah that's what i'm worried
0: about yeah because you can get password resets that's the scary one oh but well there was that famous story i'll put it in the show notes of matt at wire getting hacked and he got hacked via his email and then the hackers reset his Apple id then they logged in and remote wiped his devices so he couldn't get back into his email first and then they spent 24 hours just exporting everything
2: yeah right and that's fucking
0: terrifying and And it wasn't
2: because they wanted his twitter handle like yeah, that was, they yeah. picked on him because he has a gr- He's got at Matt. So
0: I, my email security, I'm not going to reveal too much, but I'm well paranoid. I have a crazy password. I have double two factor on it, and I was even considering getting one of those Fido keys. Yeah, like the you have to have it physically present because yeah,
1: I had one of those. I'm really
0: scared of like this scenario. Yeah. I I would lose domain names. I would lose my well, so great much. Twitter handle. Like yeah. it's it's upsetting how uh, flippant we are with email.
1: Oh, no, Owen, oh, you would li- lose <laughs> some my Twitter handle. So
0: oh, domain so names sad. are... Oh, honestly, that, like, is too we, real.
1: We, 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 we. No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> domain names are hard. It's so but, hard to get a good word. Okay,
1: but what? You, blah, blah, blah. what's interesting 20. is that the first part of this discussion doesn't really match the second part. Yeah, because that's true. The, it's related so we're, we're talking about for example people who just say yes 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 to everything because they are used to saying yes and then not knowing that they're waving away all their information. Which is the first problem. Yeah. And then uh, the people who actually care about this are usually a bit more tech savvy mm-hmm. and I don't understand why that why they are using spark or yeah. whatever. I or, think that's or what, uh they're all called, if they are they think that's so important.
0: Yeah, there's just a fundamental for, mismatch
1: like, news button in your fucking email.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that it all comes back to um, like the whole the whole thing about like business models. I think even tech people kind of just ignored this for a long time. Oh, yeah, and the realities of sure. business—they would work at a company like this and not but even understand. Really. Does this
1: boil down again to us needing to fucking pay for things that we want to use on the internet? Yeah, I think because so.
2: Because what you just <sighs> said down. is
1: uh, you uh, said like, how can it be true that they only ask for two euros a month?
0: no they, it's one time
1: oh really it's a one-time fee yep yeah so that, that will not that's not sustain, sustainable and we can right. see that but if they would ask a fee every month people would just not
0: exactly and so when you see for example superhuman which is one that's going around it's super invite only yeah, blah yeah, it's blah like blah 30 bucks a month and i like of this i'll one. bulk at that and then i'm like maybe i should pay that
1: it it probably costs 30 euros a month to have that service
0: yeah we just feel like it's free
2: but it's such a privileged position to be able to pay 30 dollars a month for anything really but like especially something that you don't necessarily need
0: software was inherently maybe overvalued is actually the meaning of all of this discussion is like i think the business models that and the vc stuff that you are seeing like it's got much more difficult and the realities of that are what's actually coming into play here is like these companies had to go to the... Well, I'm not saying they had to. They could have just shut down. But they went to these models because they were maybe having to do it. So
1: do you think uh, something like Outlook or Apple Mail is actually safe and yeah. good to use? Yeah. So
0: if you use a, if you use a f- official first-party app... So there's a few that are really worth using. So there's um, anything that uses like IMAP or um, POP3, which don't use as old which is Apple Mail, Outlook, the Windows Mail app, which is the new one, which is really good, Outlook, all of that shit. I said Outlook like three times. Those if use I mean, Outlook's Look friggin. out. Yeah, it is. I I mean I use the Windows Mail app and it's friggin' fantastic, which is also built on Outlook. But like, Outlook, 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 Outlook. But they store your lo- mail locally.
2: Just just as I mean the reason why is cuz it's not mm-hmm. a business model. Like Apple doesn't need to make money on Apple Mail. Exactly. You bought the computer. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> they they're not I mean like they're always looking for ways to make money, so yeah. like who knows? But right now, like,
1: but that feels safe. Yeah, it feels nice to rely on the piece of software that they don't rely their company on.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Like if Edison or what was the other one you said, Spark. I do not that. Like if that's the whole company. Yeah. Then yeah, that's that they need to make money off of that.
1: So in that light, could be that the github thing is a really good thing from that perspective as well, well
0: yeah i think because now github not has, to get into that but again, yeah no that is like... true i think that's what i was trying to allude to on that episode is like github being acquired is, means that they don't have to look at these types of things and yeah. like they have a sustainable business model in being part of the microsoft cloud
1: yeah so they right. just have a bunch of money yeah
0: it's just it's really interesting to consider that all, all of this is coming to a head at the same time it's like so
1: could it be interesting then for maybe like a company that's profitable to have a branch that makes experimental software <laughs> that they fund for, through Well, that's their... what
0: Microsoft does. They have a lab called Microsoft Garage and they just make weird shit. They made this app last year that's like, what if you could control two computers with the same mouse? <laughs> and you're what? like, what? <laughs> yeah, so you can put your laptop next to your desktop, like three screens lined up, and it would just let you drive off the edge of one and keep using the other computer like it was the same computer. Wow. Really, really cool idea, but completely pointless. Yeah. I love it. Okay, let's uh, let's do one last topic this week to keep on time, because I don't want to bore people. So, to, for the very last thing, I want to talk about a crazy thing that leaked from Microsoft this week: the Westworld computer. Okay,
2: I feel like you have to be more specific. Know, you kept know, saying that to me, and I'm like, "There's so many computer things in, in Westworld." Things. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, so does it store brains? Yeah.
0: If you haven't seen it, there, all of the no technicians. Spoil. Oh no, I'm just going to it's in the first I know, episode. I know, I know, I know. I'm being very careful. The, all of the technicians that work at Westworld have these pocketable computers and they're like their phone. They'll pull it out and it's like a phone, but then they like open them and it's a tablet. So it's like this device that has a screen that like folds around. Hey,
1: and so You know what it also reminds me of? What? Nintendo DS. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Microsoft's making a Nintendo DS. Yeah, basically making that but without the like separate screens. And so the whole league was basically that Microsoft has been working on a phone that has a 360-degree folding screen. And so when you open it, the screen's in the middle, but you can fold it around, and the screen is on the back off, and then on the front, it's like a phone, right? And so the whole idea is like this thing could become your like tablet, phone, and desktop computer. So when you mount it in a dock, it turns into a computer as well.
1: I feel like... There's been attempts to yes. a thing like that before. I think Career. Nokia tried it.
0: Also Microsoft tried it. Um, yeah, the Courier, yeah. yeah.
1: It sounds amazing. Yes. But I wonder what it's going to be like IRL.
0: So that's uh, where we'll come to in a second. Um, Microsoft has apparently been working on this for about, I would say, five years. And we're at the point where technology is getting close. Like, If you look at CES every year, it's always an interesting display of like bullshit. But also this year, one of the big things that everybody was talking about was screens that really can fold up like on hard angles and like do weird stuff. And I think that we're kind of in the right moment for it to work. And the question I'm always like is, are you going to fuck this up? And this thing looks wild. I mean, I think all of us could agree that replacing four devices in your backpack with one would be awesome. Like it would be so cool if it was convertible and then you could have yeah. a bigger tablet
2: if you really want. to Until it gets it. stolen and it's all yeah, the yeah. devices. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone took my computer phone tablet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I left like half of it at home or something <laughs> weird. Like,
0: but uh, it, it's fascinating because A, that Microsoft would do this after killing Korea previously and B, that like uh, the story that leaked was A, that they're working on it and it's patented, uh, it's working, they have dev kits, but the actual rumor was they plan to release it this year but they're holding it back until it's really killer enough to release it so it's probably next year
1: because it could definitely be the next step i can definitely see myself like 20 years from now saying to a person did you do you remember when we had like we had backpacks and we had to lure all those things laptop around. bags yeah.
0: like it's absurd to me still it's like i have a bag with a laptop sleeve
1: and then you get like buzzfeed videos where where this kid is <laughs> looking at a laptop bag and it'll be like... the
0: walkman <laughs> it'll be like it'll be like how if you look at those uh 12 20 weird things from the 90s it's like the big brick sony walkman
2: yep you know i don't get excited about microsoft stuff very often yeah but this is exciting to me because what this says is that they are interested in pushing technology further yep. despite what it might do to their business. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, all of their partners are going to hate, are already hating that they're making hardware. Yeah. Like, all their mm-hmm. hardware partners, that was their whole business. And uh, and they were uh, Microsoft was like, okay, now we're going to make Surface stuff. And Surface Book Sorry. fucked up even the
0: business model of, my, A, Microsoft's own business yeah. and uh, the tablet business because it's both. Yeah, so I, I
2: just, like, appreciate that they're willing to innovate um, despite and, yeah. what it does to their business. Because I think that's the reason Apple has done so poorly lately, is yeah. they're not yeah. willing to take a couple of hits for a couple of years from an investor relations standpoint.
0: Yeah, and it's the same reason that the iPad has been a bit weird. Like, I think the yeah. iPad would eat the Mac, but they wouldn't, like... Let the Mac eat the iMac or like vice versa.
1: But I do feel like Microsoft has been this sleeping giant for so many years because I used to be Windows uh, based completely. Like yeah. mm, me I, too. my first computer was a Windows computer up until like I was eighteen or something, and then <laughs> I bought my first bought my Same. first Mac, and that was uh, when Apple just became out of the the oh, no. the nerd. Yeah, that was the Domain, like, I guess. Mm. And then everyone had a MacBook. And then uh, now we're kind of... I think Apple's going to be the sleeping giant for a bit, maybe. Yeah. And then...
0: It's the underdog.
1: Yeah, but it works in mm. a way that they can see Microsoft figuring this bullshit out. Mm. And then they can just yeah. take it over from there and probably make something very beautiful. Although, I've been so excited for, for all the Surface things um microsoft has been doing
0: so i found out something crazy that they did um with the surface studio which is yeah. rumored to have a new version that's the imac ripoff basically that has a giant touchscreen and converts into a flat thing it's
1: the cooler imac yeah it's,
0: it's an the imac that iPhone. does what you want it to do basically it but, came
1: out the same time when yeah. the macbook came out with oh, yeah. the, with the touch bar and i was so much more there for yeah. the, for the surface it's just a shame because that
0: computer like when they released that giant one they were like, it was just a bit underpowered because it took a long time for them to finish it. Yeah, I mentioned course. this previously. And it was but a little overpriced. What I was going to say,
2: oh, yeah, it's so expensive. It was like 5,000 5, euro. Right. I don't know what it was oh, yeah. in the U.S., but it was I mean, a little people much. people pay but, that for an
0: iMac, but it was yeah. overpriced for what you got. That yeah. was the problem. I want to say, though, that what I was blown away by was um, I found out that, um, so I use the Surface Pen a lot, and I really like the way it has friction on the thing. They spent a year figuring out that um, people get really annoyed with how the pe- the drag of, like, a pen feels. Mm-hmm. And so they have this kit that you can buy that's all, like, uh, like a whole bunch of pencils or pens. And, like, you can get the different resistance so that you get the feeling of... Did they
1: work with Wacom on this? I think so. Yeah, they
0: work with Wacom and some other startup. And it's crazy because you get how this do... little flip-open thing and you can get, like, I want the big pen feeling How on do you screen. pronounce Wacom?
2: Wacom? Wacom? Oh, so I never know. I think it's it's wacom but like i always say wacom yeah because it's how i don't know look so we agree though it's like
0: microsoft is desperate and it was desperate in a way and that's what brought them back i think like
2: and now they're innovating and it's impressive that they're willing to cannibalize their own business to innovate and it's admirable and i appreciate it and i'm excited to see what this andromeda device does
1: yeah. So have we seen any other shots than the one where you see it from the back?
2: No, it's the, they're all
0: renders. That's the thing. It's so the only thing we know about how it looks and the way it works is because of patents. And yeah. so they're just like the classic Apple, you know, like every time they're like, the iPhone X will look like this with this weird thing. Yeah. And you're like, it's so ugly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, but it looks cool even in the renders, actually. But
2: my biggest concern is something that I guess like Apple has already put a hole in, but like mm. it's two glass panels you're going to slam shut to each other. But like, However, Apple it, surrounds a phone with glass now. So like uh, well, There's also the other side <laughs> of this that
0: if the screen can close like that, it might not scratch as easily if they do it right. Like if it would be yeah, just right. Gap, it means yeah. that when it's in your pocket it won't scratch.
1: Hey, but I wonder what the seam is gonna be like.
0: Yeah, well that's the big question. Is it two displays fused together or is it actually a flexible display which bends? Because there might not there wouldn't be a seam if that's the case. Because hmm. the whole point is a flexible display can do something, but you need somewhere to release it. That's the problem. Like it would bunch up. Yeah. Weird. Otherwise, so there's a lot of questions about how this works.
1: Because I looked at the back of it. Yeah. And it seemed to have like it kind of looked like the back of a book, mm. where it has some room for. Yeah. It's like I think loads. I think if you
0: could, but uh, um, if you would have dead pixels down the middle, like 10 wide, like if it was, the, I, know, I was just showing you, but like, do you think that would be acceptable? It's like the notch thing, right? It
1: Depends on what you're doing with it. It depends mm. on what it's built for. If I think about my iPad Pro and I put that on, like, what I hope that is, it would be a deal-breaker.
2: Okay, so Microsoft recently did those, the wall, (gasps) whiteboard-sized ones, panels that you can put four together, and they worked on the software for a really long time. Yeah, I mean, this is all enterprise shit, (laughs) but, like, Mm -hmm. they worked on the software for a really long time to make sure that it recognized that it was separate displays and know that if you open, like, a drawing app and Microsoft Word, it... It doesn't think it's one display that's made of four screens. Like oh. it snaps them into like one screen or two screens each. Right. Yeah. And so they worked on that software for a really long time, so it works really well. Yeah, it's, it's fluid smart. It's smarter than if you just tell a computer you've got four monitors, yeah. treat it like and one it, like, monitor. It
0: blacks out and flashes for the, a while.
2: Yeah. And so I think if they nail that, that's what if I you want. put ten dead pixels between two displays and use that same software. Then it will realize it will snap your software, so you're not like losing words in between that gap. But
1: it would it would break the reason why you would have the foldable screen for me,
2: like TV right. and stuff.
1: No, because you want a wider screen so you can use the wider screen. Mm-hmm. Not because I want to have two iPhones glued together with two screens, right? Right. Like, I mean, that would work for multitasking or something. I can see that it would. Yeah, be it depends and how small the hinges and blah blah. But if I want a one canvas or. Yeah want to watch something or a youtube video whatever i want to use the whole goddamn thing mm. and i don't want have one pixel line yeah yeah through the middle of my screen because i would mean every person would have a pixel line through their face yeah it's like, it, that. very
0: interesting to consider i think it's possible uh the way i kind of thought that they could pull it off is if they do a similar thing to the surface book where it's broken in the middle and it comes apart and you do a bezel-less display like the iPhone, and it connects in the middle, so mm-hmm. it's like it would be mm. very minimal if you got it to that point. But yeah. it's it's interesting to consider.
2: Yeah, it does ruin the drawing aspect.
0: But yeah. Well, I think it's not made for that use case. That's the interesting thing. I no, think it's course. made for like, it's like kind of what the iPad Mini of productivity was supposed to be. Is like you do your email and you do all the laptop stuff on it, but not creative. Like it's all of these things are not pro applications.
1: No, it's more like on the go. I'm on a train. Yeah.
0: Um, but the crazy thing about this whole device is the problem with it, apparently, is Intel, and, wow. uh, which is a great, like, move into Intel. And, like, the whole problem around Intel is, like, they've been holding back the whole industry for years. And, like, Moore's law is dead, mm-hmm. which is the rule about chips exponentially, like getting more powerful over every other year, or whatever. I'm going to say it wrong every time. I'm sorry. But you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... Uh, it's the
1: exponential growth. Yeah,
0: and right. Intel has, has somewhat been, like, slowing it down on purpose because it's in their business interest to do that. And they've struggled a lot yeah. to get to the next generation of stuff. And it's all power constraints and, like, they really missed mobile. And so, so...
2: There's this really interesting rumor going around mm-hmm. that I think could change things for Intel. Yeah. So the CEO of Intel recently left... Uh, fired. F- was fired uh, for allegations of uh, sexual misconduct. Yes. Yes. Uh,
0: With well, a sub- subordinate.
2: Yeah, He supposedly, uh, whatever. It, it was consensual, he says. Who yeah. knows? He left the job. Now, Intel likes to hire leadership from inside. Mm-hmm. Diane Bryant left Intel about a year ago to be the COO of Google Cloud. Mm-hmm. And she just left that job after seven months. Yeah. So the rumor mill right now is saying that she's going back to Intel to lead, which I think would be really exciting because, like, she's great and she's running Google Cloud, which is all of the really exciting stuff Google's doing outside of their ad business to make yeah. money. Um,
0: Intel had the same CEO for a very long time A very long a time, very long time. Well. yeah. So... And that all of their problems come back to not understanding how to make their own chipsets designed. Because they're so integrated across the company, they couldn't figure out how to get out of the problems that they had. Like, all of the problems with Intel are heat and uh, power constraints. And so Andromeda is rumored I, to I run... I also
1: thought it was uh, a lot about size as well.
0: Yeah, so size is one, like <laughs> the size of the dies, but most of it comes... That even comes back to the problems with the power. Like, all of it is that the chips were never very efficient. So it's quite hard to shrink something that's already very, like, heat sensitive. Um, They're really struggling with that. Like, they've delayed it twice now, the next next generation one. But the reason that Andromeda is interesting is it would be actually the first major Windows device to run on ARM exclusively. And there was that project last year that Microsoft did. There was that crazy video. I mean, like, it probably didn't mean anything to anybody else. But they showed Photoshop running on a device running on an ARM processor. That's crazy shit because that's like what Apple did when they moved from PowerPC to, um, what's it called, to Intel 10 years ago. They were like, hey, developers, you don't have to do shit. Uh, And they had built this emulator that meant all old software could run until they had put it there. And like, this is where we are now is like Microsoft built that. And then a year from now, if Andromeda came out, it would maybe be able to run everything you're used to. And, like, they're building up an app store. Yesterday, they released friggin' Uber for Windows. I'd Like, how does that even happen? It, I, there's no iPad app. Right. Right? And so it's interesting to consider that what would happen if they went down that road of Intel and, like, uh, sorry, down the road away from Intel and, like, how the whole industry is shifting away from that because Apple is doing the same, what, according do to I, rumors.
1: What is it? Uber oh, app for Windows...
0: It's a tablet-friendly app that also runs on your desktop computer.
2: Weird. Okay.
0: Yeah. So you can use a mouse with it to order an Uber, or you can just use your tablet.
2: Yeah, but why would you need to do that? I don't know.
0: Because I use my Surface Book uh, on the bus. I Uh, I have no reason. You're on the bus.
2: bus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: okay. One more thing. Last (laughs) month. But let me me finish this, though. What, What that means, though, is major app developers are paying attention. And that matters to me like you've got Netflix you've got Hulu you've got Uber you've got Amazon making apps you've got all of the big people and the only way this phone thing can succeed is if people are actually building apps for
2: you it doesn't
0: matter how beautiful it is unless like somebody uses it so
1: (laughs) it doesn't matter how beautiful it is well you can
0: make the best device in the world Uh, and some of Microsoft's Windows phones were awesome but you couldn't get Facebook on them sorry (laughs) yeah I love it doesn't um, matter how beautiful the, it is. The other, it, does. it doesn't. Oh, it, doesn't. It, does. it doesn't. It doesn't. Some of the world's biggest software is also hideous.
1: Okay, but for me, it does matter.
0: Okay, but you're not the usual. Average <laughs> oh, <laughs> user don't either. care. Yeah, no, yeah. The other thing.
2: The other thing I want to say about uh, the internal structuring of Intel. Mm. Is in the past five years, they've really invested in design. So they've. How
1: do they structure each each other? themselves? have
0: you seen that famous XKCD comic about company structures where it's like uh, Apple was just like this hierarchical thing and Microsoft's one is like them pointing guns at each other? Yeah. (laughs) It's like Intel's on there somewhere. It's just like millions of people. Yeah. But um, the Intel thing, you're right. I think that's really important to think about because Intel's problems actually often came back to their own like. Intel is a company you don't need to know exists technically. Yeah, and a lot of their problems came back to like they wanted to slather fucking stickers on stuff that were hideous, and that actually caused a lot of problems for them. Yeah, people didn't buy their shit because there were seven Intel stickers, and then there was the MacBook that didn't have anything on it and it looked nice. Yeah, it's like well, what it's just you doing? like
2: the carriers used to print their names on phones. Oh, I had like the Motorola Sliver, and it had Verizon printed on I it. I love it. It used
0: <laughs> to be on the front here at the yeah. bottom. Yes. It would be like I Motorola. <laughs>
2: And then, and then Apple was like, like no, it
1: would be like your carrier. Like your mobile would be next to it.
2: Or if you are unfortunate, both. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. And then Apple was like, no, we're not going to do that. And they're like, you you have to. And they're like, no, we'll just go to a different carrier until someone says yes. So do you know
0: how the Intel thing works? It's crazy. I didn't know this until recently. Like the Surface Book was one of the first major laptops to not have a sticker in the non-PC world. Uh, Sorry, in the PC world. They have to pay extra money. Uh, to intel to not have the stickers and it's ridiculous a lot of money like apple actually originally paid it and then steve jobs personally negotiated it out when they went like later um well he and, was probably
2: like you need us more than we need you <laughs> well
0: yeah and i think i think this is the thing with intel right now is they see this coming and also, hiring her is interesting for that reason how yeah Diane do you
1: think that you pay for something a person doesn't do later on yeah
0: It's weird, right? I can... You know what's weird, though, is their branding is pretty... Their, like, marketing jingles are pretty iconic. I can still remember that goddamn noise. Dung, 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 dung. Or something like this. Like the... devil, inside? Yeah, the jingle.
1: So 90s, though. Do you remember, like, having the hoodies with, like, devil inside? Oh,
0: my God. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Here it is. (laughs) But the best part was, uh, my last computer I bought before I switched to Mac, it was a laptop that was, like they were trying it. at some point intel was really pushing their brand and they were trying to really do it this laptop when you open the box it played the sound
2: like oh my god i
0: shit you not I have a video i'll find it later but i'll put it in the show notes if i find it it's like a box and you open it, it will go ding 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 as you pull it out i remember pulling it out, am being like this is bullshit <laughs> <laughs> it's just like why did you do this
1: apple is a similar thing it's just the, the smell. The fart, the
0: fart noise of so the what s- <laughs> Trying to get it out. Yeah, everybody knows this noise. Like, and the smell, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's quite the funny. The fox kind of... Well, let's leave it there. I think there's, like, a wider discussion about how that whole industry is fucked right now in general. Just, like, it's harder to make yeah. things smaller. And Andromeda is a good example of, like, we're really pushing up against, like, the final frontier.
2: I mean, there's this huge issue for me around the Apple Watch is, like, I still think it's too big to wear. Now, I have small wrists, so, like, whatever, but... <laughs> It's a big watch and they're constrained on like, oh, we have to make it smaller. Plus their desire to put more shit in it. It's heat and it's power. Yeah.
0: We need a battery breakthrough and this shit won't matter.
2: I was (laughs) talking about this in Discord. Like there needs to be a battery breakthrough and the first company that really does it is going to be be a trillion dollar company.
0: What's amazing about the battery industry is it's just like this full of conspiracy theories. Like every company that starts up is like really just mostly bullshit. Like, it's like conspiracy theory technology. <laughs> like, Bloomboxes is one that Google invested in. And I remember that. They were like, yeah, you just drop it on your lawn and it makes electricity. Everyone's like, how though? And they're like, it's patented.
2: <laughs> Since we're talking about battery technology, there's a mine that they're opening about 150 miles away from the Gigafactory, the Tesla See. Gigafactory, where they're going to grow lithium carbonate. And they want to be like, they want to have 20% of the world's lithium carbonate wow. mined by in the next 10 years.
1: So is this a Elon Musk thing?
2: Uh, so it's another company. It's called Lithium Americas, I believe. Smart move. Build it next to the Tesla plant. How convenient. But yeah, I wonder if that's why they picked that location for the Gigafactory. I know part of it was like labor. Also very cheap to build cheap in the land. desert. And cheap land. And I think they got a discount from Nevada. But anyway, like, <laughs> I, I wonder if it's like a coincidence or not. Mm. That like one of them is close to the other. But it, this is a good sign because there's a global shortage of lithium because everybody's putting it in everything mm-hmm. cars watches phones like every, every single every thing possible device. has batteries in it so this is hopefully good it scares I, I'm, me <laughs> i'm scared of like the environmental impact yeah it's
0: like but... a space dust or something like what do you do with lithium actually the good thing is uh you can recycle a lot of it really lithium is actually inherently quite good at being recycled if people do it yeah most people don't. that's the problem that's the problem it's actually really difficult to get people to recycle it you'll just throw your phone in the bin if it's really old not even thinking about it
2: please e-waste yeah everybody e-waste please e-waste do do you know that uh at the apple store at least in the united states you can e-waste anything that's so cool Yeah. yeah it's free yeah you can be like i have this 20 year old computer and they're like okay they, take they hate there, it because, like, there. they have to store it legally for some period of time in case you Got change it. your mind. What? But I don't know if that's just what? the state of California or not. Yeah, but
1: that sounds like, they, at least They here. have to hold
2: on to it, and they have to have your contact info. So we had this, when I worked at the Apple store in San Francisco, we had this computer that had been sitting there for, like, years because, like, we lost the contact information <laughs> related to it. So you, like, legally couldn't get rid of it. Wow. I think eventually we shipped it somewhere, but. That's hilarious. For you guys. I love it. Okay, yeah. on anyway. that
0: topic, let's wrap up. If you like this, you should read the show notes. There's actually really good links in there every week. They're at chargepodcast.com. And if you really, really like it, there's a button in there that helps us out a lot because you can review it on iTunes. Um, other than that, we have an and email if, address, hi at chargepodcast.com that you can email. For, and if
2: you really, really, really like it, join Discord and oh, hang out so with good. us. it's so good.
0: Every week there's a new link in the Discord thing. I'm trying to like keep it kind of low key at the moment. And so I regenerate them. They expire after a week.
2: So low-key but please join
0: so please come, i actually really enjoy it at the moment it's really fun like getting direct questions and stuff next week you'll be able to join and listen there'll be a link in the show notes to a calendar event that you can add to your own calendar which is cool and other than that come and hang out with us on the interwebs
1: hey and if you have any feedback maybe keep it constructive yeah that
0: would also be useful and <laughs> so, email us i might know my favorite ones are the ones uh from itunes have you seen some of those oh no. no we i don't know if we have a lot so please do review us but some of the earliest ones from like before were so brutal like <laughs> some of them were like fuck those guys like they're so bad and i was like
1: why do you put just time people. in
0: like you have to log that? into itunes yeah.
2: <laughs> nobody wants to do that
0: no but like if there's something specific it's great if you email us i'd love to talk about it yep. like i love that stuff and we know we're not perfect
2: so. No, nope. and i think i emailed or i interrupted owen saying the email address
0: oh yeah hi at dot guaranteed or hello
2: it both work but Bye. i was just saying yeah you brought it up but. <laughs> can you do an emoji in an email address yet no it does oh. not go well yeah can somebody work on that please somebody build if them. you're at google and you're already working on changing email please also add emoji
0: oh i like that a lot
2: although right. that sounds like a nightmare maybe i retract yeah, my no, statement. how do
0: you how do you find like the woman emoji with two children at gmail.com
2: <laughs> <laughs> can
0: i reserve that now <laughs> uh, zach wants that one all right awesome thank you so much for listening we'll see you next week
2: bye Guys. Wait, let let me just test and see if I can remember all the words. I didn't even know. Hey, you're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, episode seventy (laughs) one. You gotta look at each other,
0: too. Yeah, it's just just like,
2: (laughs) and then I couldn't remember the name. I was like, something, something under the hood.